Hey, Drew. Yes? Who do you think would win in a staring contest, Leia or Luke? Leia. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another Kenobi-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back once again with the Kenobi Breakdown Part 4. Do, 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 do. Oh, I forgot to upload the button. But Did you upload that voicemail that came in like heck of last minute tonight? Heck of last minute? Like maybe an hour ago? Oh, yeah. Will's okay. le- was the last one. Okay. Was <laughs> I was like, uh... You're like um, nervous. Yep, I got all the voicemails for tonight. We got we got some we got some juicy ones. Ooh, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited to break down this episode. Me too. But so I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I wanted to quick do something at the beginning of this episode. Because right. we normally leave it at the end. But I know we have a lot of new listeners. True. Because we, we look at the numbers and right now we're we're like three, four times more our normal listenership right we're now. We're on the up and up, so on the up and ups. Um, but if you're new or you only really pop in for like to break down stuff, um, we need your help with a special project that we've been talking about for months now, but you know, it's not going as fast as I would hope. So I'm going to get it out to the beginning. Cause I know a lot of people, once we get to the end of the episode with our socials and the stuff, it kind of gets missed. Um, but for there was about a two month span or so where we had fans send in voicemails and they kind of did this amazing fan fiction story called and we called it the vcu the voicemail cinematic universe and it's a great story these this three or four people were sending in voicemails without talking to each other and made a great story without it contradicting and i want to put it together as a video but i want the fans to illustrate these voicemails so um if you go in our in the in the link wherever you're at the little description there's a link to uh, our links page, which is links with two eyes slash co slash empire radio. And there should be a link in there for the voicemail cinematic illustration project. And right there you have a Google doc with every description of every voicemail timestamp in each episode, blah, blah, blah. And if you are an artist, if you are a painter or a sculpturer, if you can do digital art, if you want to make a Lego set, diorama whatever they call them we want you to help us illustrate these voicemails and so there's like 90 some voicemails and i'm I'm not gonna put this thing together until we get enough voicemail illustrations so we have everything in that google docs everything is described and explained how it works but uh, they send us an email with your art submissions and we'll definitely use them because we need a lot so i just want to get that out right away we'll maybe talk about it again at the end um but if you're an artist, we need your help, and we'll we definitely... Need, we need you. 
we need you because this was the story was written by our fans with through the voicemail. So we want our fans to illustrate it. And I only have a handful of images now, so don't feel like oh, I don't. They're probably I don't need help, but we need you. So all right, let's get a little burb get out of the way, but we can jump into the the featured program now. But Drew, I yes. know you just hot off listening to it. You just stopped listening, and we jumped into this now. So mm-hmm. what are your fresh? Hot takes of this episode. What'd you think? Yeah, because you, I mean, you get to watch them twice, sit a couple hours, ponder a little bit. What time yep. did you watch it this morning? Um, Like 7.15, and then I went and ran errands, and I watched it again this afternoon. And then I watched reaction channels on YouTube. Oh, so you're prepared. Always. Okay, well... <laughs> Must be nice. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, like Jeremiah just said, I literally was super late to the party today. Um, just life is kind of crazy right now. Um, so I, I watched it and like three minutes went by or probably five, and then we started this thing. So it's very fresh. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. Um, people in my personal family chat were like, "What? This episode was a waste of time." I a hundred percent disagree. I thought this episode was really good. The development of Leia even more was really good, and I like that you could tell that she she is force sensitive already in the sense of like she was able to stop being her mind being read by a Jedi who are not Jedi. Uh, inquisitor that that is what she does really for, well for a living <laughs> for a living i was gonna yeah it's kind of weird but yeah so it's like it it's really cool to see her do that and then especially the end when she was holding obi's hand it was so i didn't cry this episode but it was it was very heartwarming and i i love the little the little tease like the not tease but like the little reminders of star wars when obi-wan swimming with that thing that oh, yeah. he was in episode one was really cool and there's just a lot of it was just a fun episode like nothing about it was like i don't like this episode like i enjoyed it i love the back tank scene a lot with going back and forth between him and vader in the tanks like i thought that was a really really cool concept i wish we would have got a flashback or something that we haven't seen but Maybe we will now. I don't know. It's weird. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was a waste of time or anything. I thought it was enjoyable. So, yeah. Yeah, I really like this episode too. And I know a lot of people have not been liking this episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't get it. I, I really like it. I think we got tons of information and tons of like oh, world yeah. building. I didn't even talk about the. Yeah, like the we got all kinds stuff. of. It just adds to the story so much. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it was the shortest episode so far this season. I was going to say, my only complaint is that, like, I swear at one point someone said that we were promised, like, long episodes in the show. Well, everyone thinks that every Marvel or Star Wars show is an hour-long episode. Like, every episode. Like, that's... I don't know where they get that. So, like, well, everyone's I think people were just expecting long. that because the show is only six episodes. So everyone's like, it has to be long. It's going to be the long, long episodes, like an hour each. We're going to get six hours worth of content. And there's episodes of like Boba Fett has been way longer. And we only have two episodes left. Now, they 
I don't know if it's a hundred percent confirmed, but people like it's like all over the web that there's season two coming. That's the rumor. The only reason they said that was because when at Sour Celebration, when Ewan McGregor had his like stage interview thing, like on that little mini stage, mm-hmm. like he's like, "You guys are gonna love episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Like. So he like kind of like was saying that like there's going to be more than just six episodes, like implying there's a second season. But I think he was just hyped to be on stage talking to the people. And I, 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 look, they definitely could do more content because like, what if, what if we're like, they get a six episodes and then like at the fifth, like next week, they're like, oh, by the way, it's actually going to, there's just more content we just didn't know. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty dope. But yeah. Anyway, and, and I, I did, what? real quick, didn't we get confirmed dates on uh, Bad Batch? Uh, September twenty eighth. Yes. Which is also a Wednesday. Which is also Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, Andor and Bad Batch are gonna be on the same days. Release. It looks like. No. Well, Andor is on the 31st of August, and that's a Wednesday. So if they're doing Wednesdays for that for 12 weeks. Okay, that would be dumb. So I don't know if they're going to switch days like for one. So it's like a Wednesday, Friday, or what. But we're going to really have to tweak our schedule. I hope that's not real. So Y'all want double content, and I understand. But I don't know. When I looked at the numbers of all the stuff we did over that weekend – I feel like you guys are kind of still behind on that weekend of madness of podcasting. So I don't know if two episodes a week is the best. I mean, we're going to have to do it, but two episodes a day. Yeah, we're definitely not going to do two episodes in one Uh, day. We'll have to to break them up. But anyway, um, even though this was the shortest episode, I felt like it was a very full and satisfying episode. Like, yeah, um, I was worried you're going to hate it, but. Why? Well, why would I hate it? I I, I mean, just because I I, ha- I hate the first half of A New Hope doesn't mean I hate everything. You, you hated like the first half of the first episode, didn't you? What? Did you no. like the first one? No, you didn't like the second one. The right? second one I liked, but it wasn't as much as the first one. Yeah, but I don't. Know. I don't know. I just this, thought like you this might not like might it. Might be my favorite one so far. Like last week was amazing. Last week is definitely still my favorite. But this one is like. <sighs> but see, I don't know though. I do like this. I love the when the Vader stuff. When he came right. in and choked the crap out of her, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna kill that her was, now. Let's that go." Was scarier than Rogue One. It was so scene. scary, bro. Was like was charging like... down the hallway. <laughs> he was like this. It's like uh, he like force pushed and grabbed her at the same time. Like it, it was, was so dope. It was, it was, it was but we'll, so, we'll talk about that yeah, later. Gosh. But, but like I don't have any complaints about this episode that like I can think of. Like maybe like nitpicky things, but that's just whatever. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So yeah. I don't I don't think this episode deserves as much hate as it's getting. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know how much it's getting because I haven't really paid attention yet. But I know that it has because, like, even people in my family were like, oh, this episode was a waste of time. I was like, stop talking. I haven't seen it. And they're definitely wrong. Like, the casual Star Wars fans here. Come on, guys. Chill. Right. But, yeah. But anyway, we should might as well just jump, jump into scene by scene. So 
Uh, it starts off with Kenobi being in and out of consciousness on the ship that Tala had, and they it's just they're on their way to Jabim and then landing on Jabim, and then him getting put in a Bacta tank, and so. Like, I, I don't know, we didn't really get to see a lot of Jabim, but it looked like a cool, another, yeah. another, another sandy planet that they're on. Like, whatever. I, but I, like, it's cool to see the development of these characters because, like, they're not rebels yet. Like, they right. are, but, right. like... They even say we're not soldiers. Like, yeah, they're just like, smuggling exactly. force-sensitive kids. And then, they're like... Just, and because of what happened to that guy's wife, which was so, such a cool concept. Right. I, I love that. So that, that wives get killed. <laughs> no, I love that. That's I how know. they tied it, you know? Right. And also he's an amazing actor. Like one of my, my favorite out actors and his dad is my favorite rapper. So is he even that. in stuff? Like I didn't even, what? Yeah. He's in lots of movies. Oh, he's gosh. in Straight Out Compton as his dad. Oh, I know amazing. that. But I've never... well, he's he's in other movies. And I think he's in like he's on some episodes of like certain shows on TV and stuff like that. Oh, but he he is. I think he has another major role in like an action film. But I just think he's a really really good actor. And now we see him. And at one point we're gonna see Ice Cube in the show too, which is kind of cool. So people were thinking that this guy was um gonna play quinlan voss but guess oh. not <laughs> i was like people were saying like what okay whatever i guess they can make it work i guess but definitely not that maybe his dad here. will oh gosh no well i don't know maybe but yeah you know, I, I just don't think that they look like they're not even like the same race i think quinlan voss is more like like white hispanic like i don't know like not black so like i don't know they can they can make it work whatever but um anyway i like i like the environment that they're in um the planet on but then when he gets thrown into the back to tank um it was i don't know maybe this was like the only weird weird scene like they were kind of like he was having like flashes back to when he was on mapuzo and fighting vader and Mm -hmm. then flashing between Vader being in a back to tank and Kenobi being in a back to tank, like paralleling everything. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like it was just like a mix of scenes and emotions. That I guess Kenobi was still in and out of it. So I guess it kind of makes sense that he's just kind of going through that. But I don't know. It was just very like, cause I wonder if Vader was also having flashes too. Do you think? Did you see it that way? Or do you think Kenobi was the only one having flashes? Because Vader was like tossing and turning in the water too. Yeah, I, I think maybe he was. I think, if anything, I feel like maybe they were can talking to each other via through the Force or something. You could definitely probably sense each other. Like yeah. If they can sense each other's like uh, distress. Or mm-hmm. imbalance, like I, maybe they could just. But like he knows Kenobi's that. alive, obviously. Right, because he sees Ned B. Mm. Rescue him. Which um, everyone, there's so many people that think Ned B's a uh, wrecker inside of him, and that's why he's not saying anything. Have you heard that? What? Yes. 
Somebody, you know who that is there. He, he said that? Yes, that's his theory. Okay. I think okay. you're So I can bro. tell that it's clearly a person <laughs> in, in a, a costume. As a droid, though. Right. But, like, it doesn't mean that Wrecker is. Yeah, so. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is he even that... doing over there on that channel? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Bro. What was that theory he had? Oh, that in episode two when Kenobi was like, "You remind me of someone," and said it was Satine. I'm like, what? yes, that's like stupid. This is even stupider than that. The biggest stress of all time, and this is even worse. Like, oh gosh, it's like, uh, but whatever. Yeah. So Kenobi, he's panicking in the water, and he wakes up, and then he jumps out of the water like, to the top freaking out and like Tala's like you're not fully healed you gotta t- it takes time blah 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 and then but immediately he's like where's Leia and then it flashes over to um the Fortress Inquisitorius which think is on the planet Nur wait or is it the planet yeah. or the moon 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 Water well, moon. Water moon. And then. This it's the dumbest f- name of all time, but. Nur? <laughs> Nur. Oh, you, there's so many planets. You gotta come up just with come something cooler than Nur. Like, oh. I, I got some nerds. Or okay. you're a nerd. But. um, so, but Which is also. Mustafar is right next to that moon. So they're yes. both um, moons of the planet. Mm-hmm. And so Nur is a water planet. And. Mustafar is a lava planet, which is interesting. But um, Leia no Snow in the chat said "nerd" or "ner." <laughs> like two more R's, right? Um, but Leia is in the Inquisitorious facility, and she is just in a holding cell with troopers, and she's, you know, using her status. As like trying to like argue like my father is a senator I'm I'm a princess of Alderaan blah blah blah, and then the third sister comes in oh that's a cute story or whatever and then she says you have no rights here mm-hmm. so like so this episode a lot most of this episode is um you know Leia being interrogated and almost tortured to get information to find out where the path is and where Kenobi would be. Um, but so after this scene, uh, it goes back to Jabim. This is where we meet, um, Roken, which is the guy's name. Um, and so he seems to be like the main leader of this smuggling group. Um, and cause Tala goes to her or goes to him saying, Hey, we need to get this girl. She's in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And this is kind of what we heard the backstory where he seemingly married maybe a former Jedi or just a Force-sensitive woman, uh, a general Force user. Like, she wasn't ever a Jedi, but he said that he knew who she was before they got married, um, and they knew the risks, And but the Inquisitors found her anyway, even though they were trying to hide. So... Um, because you know Kenobi is like you don't know what the uh, Empire's capable of and this is the story that he gives like yes I do know 
And because I know I'm going to help you, like, even though he doesn't want to, cause it could blow their whole operation. He's willing to help. So like, I, I like the story. Like, and you were saying earlier how you mm-hmm. like his story to be like, that's his motivation. Yeah. And so I, so the first time I, I misheard the story. I thought his, it was his daughter that was taken but it was no. his wife. I was like, oh, that makes it different. But because mm-hmm. if it was a, his child that was taken, I thought that would make it more relatable to like, okay, I need to save a child. Yeah. But, but wife is just as important. So I guess it's true. And, and, and like, yeah, they could have done child, but it's interesting to see the concept that he pretty much ended up marrying uh, either a fourth sensitive person or a jedi that right escaped and i would like so, to say it was a jedi yeah me too that's what that's what i was leaning for towards more like he married a jedi or a former jedi i should say i guess they're not jedis anymore but you married one and then she got killed or captured and so maybe she was down there maybe that she was one of the ladies that we saw i was thinking that too because there was one that kind of lingered on a woman yeah, for a, for a hot minute. Like, like, longer than the other ones. Like, I was like, Well, and I was talking to the chat. Like I was like, am I supposed to recognize all these people? There's one person that you There's should recognize. There's one reckon. person, yes. But besides that, I was like, am I supposed to keep recognizing all of them? But they said no. No one else did. I was like, okay, good. Because I don't recognize any of them. Right. And so when Roken decides that he's going to help, um, they do have, like, some basic schematics or whatever of the inquisitorious mm-hmm. facility and so it's like all we know is it's there this is like before it was even fully built like so we don't know what's inside no one knows yeah it's you know full of inquisitors like they don't know how deep it is either really like right. they don't really know much but also roken and nerd why don't you just switch those two names so much cooler give the Call guy a- because yeah, sure. people are call calling him nerd. nerd. That would be his. So what? Who cares? It's internet. better than having a planet nerd. <laughs> Roken as a planet call is super him nerd cool. all the time. Roken is a cool name. That's you can That's name not your, me. You can name your next son that Drew Roken. Uh, I, I'll, Roken I'll shoemaker. I, I'll just be like, oh, that's a cool name. We sh- I like Roken. What does it mean? And then you're not tell like, her that. Ah, I was thinking problem. nerd. We should name him nerd. <laughs> no God, no way. <laughs> no, I married the first one, so I I don't have any real major point to, like choice in the next kid. Okay, but anyway, so they don't really know anything about the facility other than it's there. Um, and Tala says that she's gonna go with Kenobi, um, just because she still has officer clearance, but they don't know if she was her identity was known. Yeah, Yet she doesn't know she was found Uzo. out. So it's like, well, we're going to get there and we're just going to wing it, basically, which is a terrifying thing because if you're wrong, you're screwed. Kind of screwed. <laughs> um, and then. And Kenobi would never know because it would be swimming underwater waiting for a response if she got caught right away. Yeah. That was. I still thought, I think it was kind of a. It makes sense because I know, like in Jedi Fallen Order, you do the same thing where you have to swim in. Oh, but really? The same? I don't know if it was the same like spot, but I remember. Yeah, I think you have to swim in, and so I guess it, it's 
consistent with, with the canon <laughs> video game. But I don't know. I was one of the reaction channels I was watching, or like when he was swimming, it'd been funny if like he swam past Tala when she was trying to hack in, <laughs> like because it was like, oh hey, oh oh, oh I gotta oh, go away. Do <laughs> you see that? Like, hide, uh, hide, no, hide. no, <laughs> no. I thought it would have been funny if we would have saw a like we saw that big fish right away, and then we would have saw another fish. Oh, like, they should have done it. Like why wouldn't they do? Yes, that would have like, been so cool. <laughs> like right in front of him as he's swimming, this they, giant fish gets or like, or like. The fish came by, or he swam by a fish, came, big fish came by, and then a big one it, came it behind him. And then it to it, and then another one just eats it. Right. It should have just... Yeah. I don't that would have been, been funny, cool. It would have been like, funny. Like, whatever, though. Someone else said it would have been funny if, like, he's swimming down there, and Jar Jar's on it. Misa! Misa Obi-Wan! Oh, that would have been dumb. <laughs> I would have probably freaked out. <laughs> get best cameo. He's like, why are you here? I'm It'd just hanging More points to... Him being a Sith Lord because he's hanging out. Oh, hundred percent, dude. <laughs> There's no. That is where everyone mind would go. Be like, all right, all right, all right. Why are you here? Um. Okay. Anyway. Yes. So she agrees to help get them in. Um. And on their way, flying in, Kenobi is trying to use the Force. He's grabbing this little object, whatever it was, and it's really slow moving, like super weak. Like, same as, like, Luke trying to summon his lightsaber in the mm-hmm. cave on Hoth. Like, it was just, like, yep. moving very slowly, and then it comes. But um, it was very interesting because Tala was like, you know, your body still needs to heal, but that's not the only thing that needs to heal. And she got him on that one. But he was like, you know, some things are too difficult to forget. Like... I think he was implying like the trauma from his past that's like stopping him from using it. Yeah. Um, which, okay. But she's like, well, you got to learn to forget really quick because we're, we're going to need you. And so, yeah, you better figure this out really fast right now. Right. And so, something, okay, something that other, some people were saying that I'll just bring it up now rather than later, but. The only time we see him use the force like well mm-hmm. is when he has to use it to help Leia in a moment. Like when she's mm-hmm. falling. Um, He's holding the glass. Holding the glass. You know, even using the lightsaber like in the hallways, deflecting bullets Judy, like, for the first yeah, time in ever. He like, like, he was, yes, he was still rusty, but like. Him she doing was it in a those, lot better than like moving that little episode. thing, like moving that little thing in this episode, like you could move it. Yeah. So you know what I thought about after the fact in the last episode, you know how he had to do it with two hands and Vader only had to do one. You think the lightsaber was heavy? No, I just think Vader was just that much stronger. Oh, you don't think it was he like needed, he needed two he hands? He was so to... rusty, rusty to hold. No, it I don't think it was that. It's it'll not be, like the dark saber. It'll be cool if they like explored that, but mm-hmm. like I think it's just because Vader's so strong that he couldn't I, hold his yeah, yeah. hold it back one with one arm. But I, I get that. I just I just wonder if maybe that was another factor too. If it was just it could be heavy. like I don't know if we'll ever, if they'll ever you know explore that, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a possibility of theories and whatnot. Um, but. 
it was also interesting because like you know jedi are not supposed to have attachments mm-hmm. but it seems like his attachment to leia is making him stronger with using the force like it's yeah. making it flow easier so i don't know i think that's really interesting that it's the thing that he was supposed to avoid as a Jedi is what's actually giving him his strength and power. Well, and, and you know now. that he has attachment towards the Jedi as a whole, too, because even when he was, like, in that room last episode and he was touching the Jedi emblem, you know, and he was, like, talking about the other Jedi that was in there and stuff like that. So it's like he... You know that he does miss that and he's kind of cut it off, but he has attachment to it. Right, which you're not really supposed to have either, you know. So it's pretty cool. All right. So uh, moving forward, it goes to Leia and the third sister again, and the third sister explains how I think it was two years prior or something like that. She discovered, or I don't know if it was her or if it was just the Inquisitors in general. I can't remember exactly, but. They discovered this rumor about something called the path of the secret path, but they didn't really think it was real. Like it was just a rumor to them. But now when, you know, she found this hiding space last episode slash walkway, like like it's now confirmed. So now she's Mm -hmm. fixated on finding not only Kenobi, but this whole entire network of paths of where Jedi and force sensitive individuals are being smuggled. So I think that's cool. Like that's definitely, like they could do a show of just like the pet called the path, star Wars, the path, just Jedi, like starring Quinlan Voss. Like he's leading the whole True. <laughs> whole show, saving kids and finding the new identities and hiding them. And that'd be really cool. Um, but you know, this is where third sisters trying to manipulate uh, Leia and all that jazz, but Leia's like, I don't know anything about this path. Like, she's because she, she knows that she knows everything there is. Like, it's on Jabim. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the, the main hub is Jabim and knows that Kenobi would probably be there too. Or, oh, wait, sorry. Third sister told her that Kenobi is dead. So she doesn't believe that Kenobi is out there to help her. But she doesn't want to like turn in the people that tried to save her. So, um, I think it's very interesting this whole path thing that yeah that the third sisters because she's trying to like add that to her resume. Like I found the path. Like I found I can, and we'll find that at the later on at the end of the episode that you know we can yeah. find Kenobi and the path also all in one swoop by using the tracker. So. Um, I was really hoping that we would have got like a flashback of her when she started talking about that. Well, yeah, because later on she does say that she was, she had a droid once. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were going to maybe get something, but I think I think that's more evidence that maybe she worked, that she was a Padawan. But like, I don't know if Padawans had droids or if it was more you had to be because Ahsoka had I forget her droid's name but 
Like, cause she kind of had one, but she was yeah. more at the top level of the Padawans. Cause she was a Padawan technically, but she was but a teenager. She, she was yeah, she doing wasn't. missions on her own. She was working with, she had, she was a, more ranked. She was an, like, she was a Padawan, but she wasn't like, she was an apprentice. So like, I feel so like she, they're like younglings in that. Right. Thing. So I don't know if younglings before they became apprentices would have had their own droids. Mm-hmm. But maybe if she wasn't a Padawan, then maybe it was just not like small little thing like Lola or like a, a BD one or uh, yeah. something small like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt she had like an R unit or anything like that. Right. But, but you could tell, so it's still. You could still tell that the third sister had a sense of loss, of having. Yes. Like, like she kind of felt like I had a life once that had, and I had a droid, and it was taken take... from me like everything else. Which right. I was like hoping we weren't gonna get like a slight flashback when she said that line. That would have right. been cool. I I want to see, like, like let's say next episode we start out with. Order sixty six, or or like right after Order sixty six with that kid stuff. If that's her, pretty sure it's her. Still convinced it's her. We started like that, and we get like a flashback, and then it goes to her like waking up from a dream, dream, and that's how like episode four started. And then I, they I, get I think, notified that they plan landed or something for the tracker. I feel like episode six would do that if they would start the first episode with. Order 66, oh, and then I the mean, last episode would have... You want to put a quarter on it? Another quarter? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm one up if, right now, so... If we get a flashback of the third sister, it will be at the beginning of part six. Sure. Another, another quarter. Um, but let's see. And so then Tala arrives at the facility, just... Flies in. I guess you can just do that. Like as long as you have a ship, whatever. I felt because like I feel like that check in should have been right at on the landing pad. It should have been like, yeah, yeah, like right on the landing pad, or even like that one check in that was like on the before you can even get in the planet. You know what I mean? Like in Rogue One. Well, they don't have that because like Kenobi's like there's no security on this planet like no like they're too foolish to like yeah sure that i mean that's why like, either way like, there. it's like she was already in the facility dumb. you'd be dumb if you didn't yeah she was already I mean, she was but she was at a, a clearance level where anyone could go she wasn't like in it in it you know no she was definitely in it. she just wasn't allowed to like she had a check the checkpoint was again to like a more restricted area yeah so like I mean. she could still but like it's like when you go visit the Pentagon, you can go in the lobby, you can go do stuff, you can go on the tour. You can't go in the basement where they hide all this stuff about aliens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying this facility there. is way different than that. Like this is not open to the public. Like it's it shouldn't if I ran things. If I was head of security at <laughs> this facility, if you land, you're immediately getting checked. I mean but, that's what it should be, but like they didn't have the best security, but I also think they also had a lot of lightsabers on that thing. So it's no. So, really oh, anyway, speaking of a lot of lightsabers, so this, in previous episodes, like, and you can see it in this episode too. But in that like conference room where they the inquisitors hang out and like argue with each other, 
Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like around the edges, like the countertop, like around, there's it's covered with with lightsabers. Chuck, no, I'm gonna. I did see that. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's like red paneling or whatever. Yeah. And there's all these lightsabers just laid down on oh, these panels. Are you for real? How yeah, and there's like some other things like. Some think there's like the the, the Padawan helmets. It's a couple of those, but I think they're a little different. But there's like memorabilia of these Jedi that they've killed, and it is their lightsabers right there. Like I was hoping Tala was gonna grab some of them and say, "Hey, <laughs> I'll bring these back to Jabim. So when we have some Jedi that lost their sabers, we'll have some sabers for them." Like I thought that would have been cool if she grabbed some of those, but. Yes. So, anyway. So those lines around the red, those are all lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. I, I Dude, that so. is totally a helmet. Well, there's helmets, but they're not necessarily the the Padawan helmets. They're, the Padawan helmets look a little different, I think. At least from the one shot that I saw, but maybe somewhere oh, else. Those in are that totally room. lightsabers. Yeah. Couldn't she just grab one of those and start going ham? Well, she, she can't stop. If she started doing that, she'd get overwhelmed and she'd get killed right away. She's not a Jedi, but she still should have taken some, I thought. Mm-hmm. Been For nice. sure. But Also, it was cool to know that, like, those things inside of their jackets were, like, their IDs. Oh, well, it was just the... Uh, well, we see that, though. Well, the, I know we see it. I just, I just honestly didn't know that's what that was. Oh, you didn't know they kept them right there? You just thought they no, had them in their pocket? I was like, what are those things? Because you, you recognize the cylinder. No, I I know, because right? my, uh, my toy from, like, whatever the... Your Tarkin. Super, my Tarkin has them. <laughs> he, has, he has high clearance, because she only has two things. Tarkin has four. Oh, he is a Grand Moff, so yeah. he's right at the top. But... I really liked the scene when she goes through the, the checkpoint. I thought she really, I don't know, more and more I like this Tala character. Like, I really, because if you think about it, because of her, like, her impression on Leia, like, is because, of, like, why Leia is part of the Resistance, the Rebellion. Like, oh, yeah, she like, she plants that seed for sure. So, like, she's like, I don't know if she's going to survive this series, but I hope she does, but... Tala is definitely the first major influence in Leia's development. You know what would be cool? If she does survive, if we are able to see her in Andor. That would be cool. That would be sick. Cause, I have a feeling, though, she gets killed. Because Andor would be five years after this. Mm-hmm. so Or four years after this, actually. So yeah, it's totally plausible. Like I would really love to it's see possible. that. It's possible. It would be cool. I, I do think she gets killed canned unfortunately beta probably just chokes her out but well she'll probably like jump in front of leia and take a shot or i just want leia to get home and then we can fight like <laughs> you just want to see the the lightsaber duel see... of his yeah scene. and i want to see the reunion of her and her dad oh and then i'll cry do again. you think do you think her cousin's gonna be happy to see her I don't care about that scrub. <laughs> you see the memes of like, uh, it's a picture of him, and then the next picture is 
of the Death Star blowing up, and it's like that's what happens when you have an overprotective father. <laughs> Damn, no, that's hilarious. Um, like, oh, he gets his own. <laughs> um, but anyway, we know how his life turns out. Damn, right. But um, oh, I gotta make a meme now. I have an idea. All right, but during the security check, she threatens to report this other guy's head of security to the Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. which... Which kind of... So I'll, when she said that, I was like, oh, are we going to get a little information? Because I thought that maybe if the Grand Inquisitor was dead... Wouldn't he, was, he know that? Like, he would say that, like, well, he's dead, sir. And then, then that would, like, blow her cover in that moment. I thought that's, that's my, what, what, that's what, what I thought was going to happen. But the fact that he didn't react to, like, that, like, saying, implying, thinking that he was dead means one, either he's still alive or they just haven't released that information to the general public that he's dead. But yeah, I'm so confused what's happening right I, now. I, I think he's still alive. Unfortunately, I still want him to be dead. And then and the new Inqu- grand inquisitor would be the one from rebels, but more and more, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think he's just chilling in a back to tank somewhere. Um, but she uses her, uh, ranking to say, "Hey, let me through." Blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and he lets her through. And I think it's cool because at the the end of the episode, when the three of them are exiting and leaving, going through that same corridor, there mm-hmm. you see another officer inter- like yelling at that checkpoint guy. Like you see it in the background, he's getting yelled at. Like this is your For fault. Real? Yeah, it's real. It's very yeah. quick. But that was a cool little detail that they put in there. Um, that guy like is definitely in the fighting scene as they're walking out, like when, like, oh. he, so I think it's like when the fifth brother is walking mm-hmm. in there, like locks his place down, like that scene. But I don't know. I just always like those little tiny details that they didn't have to put in there, but it's still there. To, Oh, yeah, no, holy crap, he's getting yelled by two officers. <laughs> like, hardcore, poor guy. Poor guy, he's just he's just trying to get, pay some bills and provide for his family, mm. and now he's got screwed, but, um, yes. Yeah, that that was, that's a cool detail, right, that, like, you would probably pass over, but that's why I wish they would have done the fish thing. That's, like, my only thing. Oh, the fish yeah. thing would have been dope. <laughs> um, yeah, so she gets to a... Uh, whatever computer station. I don't even know what these things are called, but she's, first of all, she's like whispering into this thing. If the guy next to her could definitely hear her, like, come on. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Right. Okay. Like when you, if you're going like talking into the thing, like secretly, like obviously whatever, but so she breaks in and this is when we see Kenobi swimming underwater and he's, I'm surprised. All these, all these years later, after living on a desert planet, he still knows how to swim. swim? And that water is so deep where he is, like... Dude, there's no way his he would, head didn't blow up, bro. Right, like, he would crush, be crushed by the weight of the water. But maybe he's mm-hmm. just... Maybe the force is the helping force, his, like... The, yep, he's pushing the, the water with the force. Maybe but, it works that way, I don't know. But she opens up a entry point. Like, I don't even know why it's there. But they open up an entry point, and he just swims up. And that stormtrooper... That's that's to be the worst job in the whole entire facility. To guard one door in the middle of nowhere at the himself. bottom of the thing by himself, like 
What it's probably saying? super chill though, but it's probably so boring, boring as heck. You just stand there holding your gun, like. Yeah. I would. That'd be the worst. Well, hopefully he was listening to our podcast. He probably well, <laughs> maybe, hopefully. But it's it's just one of those things like. He probably like, oh man, this job is gonna be so easy. Like this is like the safest, <laughs> the safest part in the whole facility, and then he gets yeah. killed. Like, and then, yeah, like he gets his poor guy. Like, you hear his neck break, like he breaks his neck yeah. and then throws and him then in the water. Like thrown and then probably eaten by a fish. Like, bro, like just put him in a headlock and put him to sleep. Like you don't gotta. No, you gotta kill him, bro. I don't know. I felt bad for the guy. He's just. Trying to get health insurance for his family, like. <laughs> but can't feel bad for these troopers. Um, and I thought he was gonna. For some reason, I thought he was gonna put on the trooper I was armor. Gonna say, why didn't he put on the armor? Like, I like thought that's what you're he was not stealthy do. at all, bro. Right. Like, if he would have put on the armor, and then walked around. Well, maybe um, he was just. Well, I knew he was, maybe he had a premonition that he was going to do this on a Death Star someday, sneaking around. So he needs to want to practice. True. This was just him practicing. It, it felt like that, like the way he was walking and stuff. Like, right. It really felt like, like you're watching a New Hope part. It was right. pretty cool. Yes. And so, after this, it goes back to the third sister and Leia, and I think this is the funniest. Lying in the whole series so far when Third Sister's trying to mind probe Leia and Leia is like, Are we having a staring contest? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I laughed so hard when that happened. Dude, Leia's the beast. best. So, you know, everyone's wondering, you know, why was she able to resist this so well? So there's two options. One, you know, a mind trick slash only mind works probe. on a weak mind. Only on a weak mind. And so she's just such a strong-willed person that she can resist. Or she, the Force is able to help her resist. Or a combination of the both. I think like, a combination. Probably a combination. But I feel also this her strong will was more so than the Force. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that. Because if it was, like, fully Forced using, like, she would... uh I feel like what's her name would figure out that she was force sensitive right. and right. then just kill her or keep her. Right. So I think it was mostly like it could have, I think it's a little bit of both, but yeah, like definitely it's because she's not, she has, she does have a weak mind and, she, and like we know by how smart she is in general, but in this show, like this, she's a beast dude. Like, She's such a good actor, and her character and the writing of her character is really well done, I think. And, oh, there's nothing about her that makes me not think it's Leia, which it means it's they're doing a really good job. Like, what I really liked in it's like last episode, you know, Leia asks Layla, you know, is it hard to lie? Like mm-hmm. kind of like asking her about her experience being resistant, and then here, especially like at the end of the episode, like when they're in the transport leaving, like there's a moment where she, I think Layla says something or 
whatever. But Leia is just thinking. I can tell that she's thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's this is where she realizes the Empire is evil and bad. And she's this is a major learning experience for her. And, like, I know this is the Kenobi show, but I feel like this is low key the. The Leia show. The Leia show, because this is more about Leia than it is about Kenobi. And her character development, like, starts here. Like, this is where this issue is what caused her to be the leader she was in the Rebellion. And at her age, like, I can just... The expressions that this actress has, like, what was her name? Vivian? Is that the real actress's name, Vivian? Mm -hmm. Vivian, she... um, Just her expressions and her deep thought that she can put on and her observing things like this girl is a beast she's the goat like yeah she's good i like her a lot yeah i like her a lot so i don't know i i don't know this is the leia show not the kenobi show but um after she resisted the mind reading um uh so she still has lola which i think was weird that lola was still honor and maybe that's just because the whole time the third sister wanted to use the droid as yeah. a tracker from the beginning like she knew that she could use it so she just let her keep it just as insurance purposes in a sense um so when lola came out and went under the table did you, so the first time i watched it i thought lola like rushed at the third sister to attack her and then she caught it oh but maybe the second time like maybe the third sister just pulled it from underneath the table i think the third sister just pulled it i i think what was going to happen was he was the droid was gonna leave and try to get out and tell someone that that's where they were okay yeah and then she sensed the droid and she pulled it out of the table. yeah i think that's probably what happened the first time i was like oh dang lola went out there like Shock you gotta do shock or shocker and so flap its ears at it yeah but but here you know this is where she says she had dread once but she also said everything was taken from her mm-hmm. so you know she it was said that she was found in the gutter or taken from the gutter by the grand inquisitor yeah but it's probably because she lost everything and then ended up in the gutter maybe and so Maybe everything she lost was the Jedi Order. Not sure. It's still up in the air, but I still think she was that Padawan. Um, so then after this, when Kenobi is snooping around, he runs into uh, Seeker droids. And, like, <laughs> Lola on... Not Lola. Tala on the map. Like, oh, it's covered in them. And you just see the red dots all over the screen. And I was like, this is like a video game level. Like, there's yeah. all these <laughs> secret droids just going around these hallways, and you got to, like, watch the map and, like... It reminded me of Pac-Man. Like, get the, like, <laughs> weaving out, like, from that view. Right. So, I don't know. I thought it was a video game level, in a sense, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why do they got to have these droids floating around? Why don't they just, like, put a camera on the wall that does the same thing? Like... I don't know. More in, I know it's more supposed cool. to like attack, like can shoot and like shock, but 
Yeah. I don't know. Just put I mean, some cam. Just put some cameras in, and if someone gets security, detected, you just man. drop down some walls and then lock them in. But I guess it's not a good show if it does it like that. So, um, so during this, you know, Tala is talking to Kenobi and explaining him to everything and whatnot. But then another officer realizes that Tala is not supposed to be at that station. Like that's not your station, and says, "All right, come with me." Blah blah blah. Um, and then, uh, so Tala is taken away, but then she kills that officer in the back. I don't know, killed or knocked him out, which is crazy because she goes back to the workstation and there's other officers still at their desk. Mm. I'm like, how did you kill this guy? And then no one noticed, like. I don't know. She's a beast, man. I guess. But she was meant to be a rebel, that's for sure. Right. Um so but then when she gets back on the comm like some troopers hear that when Kenobi's hiding. Mhm. Um which did you notice like when he like jumps to like hide, like gets out of the hallway like there's no way those troopers didn't see him jump out of the hallway. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just like turned a corner right when that happened and that was like right at an intersection, but I know you can't see well in that those helmets, but Yeah, not well at all. But whatever. So while he's hiding behind something, they hear this calm and start looking for him and then Kenobi is able to use a little move a little thing in the distance to make a sound and then they go after that which I think did he do that in A New Hope? I can't remember yeah yeah because he kept shutting the doors and moving stuff around and then when they're in that one the beam before he shut it out he made a noise and then the the uh, troopers walked off and then he snuck around them and shut down the thing okay yeah but then also he did like the same motion like with his hand mm-hmm. that um, live action Ahsoka does in uh, Mando oh, season two, yeah. like when she's like at the opening, like she does that same little thing to like break a stick or something. So I don't know, maybe Kenobi taught Ahsoka that trick. I don't know, but we could say that. Yep, official canon determined by us that Kenobi taught Ahsoka how to make a noise in the distance using a. Using the force. Um, all right. So, da, 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 da. and so then it goes back to Leia and the third sister. And the third sister is trying to intimidate Leia again, needing information. Like, you have to give me information. Like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And Leia's like, okay, but you got to promise me you're not going to hurt anyone. Like, I don't want anyone hurt. And the third sister gives like the worst. I don't know if this is bad acting or if it's just the third sister being a bad actor. I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes, but like, it was just very cheesy. Like you have my word. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of both. A little, little something, but, um, and then, but Leia was great because she uses mm. the third sister's words against her. Cause earlier in the episode, she's like, we're all on the same team. And Leia's like, well, I need to, I'll tell you where 
the path is, but uh, I need to tell my father first. And the third sister was mad, like, what? And they was like, yeah. we're all, but we're all on the same team, right? All on the same side, right? And then she's just, you got me. And like, mad. Which was just, it was funny that she like, Tried to manipulate the third she sister. Tried to, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty smooth and really well done. Because she was like, like teary eyed and crying, and so mm-hmm. then when she pulls this on the third sister and she says to take her away, she's like, "Now you'll get some real tears," implying that like, she knew that Leia was faking crying, mm-hmm. so she caught on to that. Which, dang, that little girl can fake cry. Like, I don't know how to fake cry on command like that. I think I think that's the sign. Okay, I don't know if the actress was a, actually having producing real tears of her own, but I think the sign of a great actor actress is when they can cry. cry. Demand. Like, like Will Smith and yeah. in, in Fresh Prince of Bel Air when he that cry, those crying scenes. That's like the best acting ever in the history of acting. Those crying scenes. So, yeah. say you what can, you want about Will Smith, he might slap people for no reason, but. Still pretty good. At yeah, he's a good good actor. Um, let's see. So she is then brought to a torture chamber, <laughs> which I did not expect. Like I feel like you could torture a kid a lot less intensely than those torture chambers that we see all the time in Star Wars. She tried. She, she tried, tried to... but. At, at least they didn't have a a child size <laughs> torture chamber, like because like you know we see like child size like handcuffs in Star Wars, and they sent. Good thing they didn't have like a little mini torture bed chair thing. But y'all snow in the chat. Why didn't the um, stormtroopers even think? Wait, why are we torturing a ten year old? I don't know. I think it's just they just do. They're just following orders. Like they don't, they'll get killed. If they don't, they'll get ki- killed. And so you did. The empire leads by with fear, and people are just scared of doing something wrong. Just a little thing. And so Matt in the chat said, "My wife cries uh, all the time on command to mess with me." That's what. <laughs> It's cool, but also that, depressing man. and scary. I was, uh, you, just gotta, you just gotta do the whole the boy who cries wolf thing, like every single time. Like, yeah, after a while, it's pretty soon you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna believe, believe it at all, and then something bad's gonna be happening, and you're not gonna believe. So, sorry to hear about that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. So she brought us to the torture chamber, gets locked up. And so while this is happening, uh, Layla is letting Kenobi into some secured, secured positions. I forget what she referred to it as, but like, like, cause she was looking at the map schematics of the building. Like, what are they hiding down there? Mm-hmm. And then, so somewhere down there is probably where Leia is, I'm assuming. And then, but also there's these other facilities. And so, she lets him into this restricted area. And this is where we see something very interesting. Um, we just find 
all of these bodies of Jedi in like this. I don't know what it is like. I'm assuming it's like kind of like amber, like a mosquito, like an ancient bug, and like frozen in amber. Like they're kind of just in amber, like in these, or maybe it's just like a liquid. Or it's like when when people like like keep body parts in jars and stuff, right? Because these ones seem like they're more like fixed, like they're like frozen in a in something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the it's, only it's Jedi so they would do that. So the only Jedi that we recognize is the first one that Kenobi actually looks at, and that is Terra Sinube, which mm-hmm. we see in the Clone Wars. And the, the primary story that we see him with is when Ahsoka loses her lightsaber and it got stolen, and it's him teaching her to be patient and him getting their, them trying to find her lightsaber. So he's this, this old guy. He's like 200 some years old, uh, over 200 years old. Um, and so I, my guess is that all of these individuals are Jedi that specifically inquisitors were able yeah. to find and kill. So yeah, these... Matt in the chat said, are those uh, people that Vader killed? No, I think these are people that the Inquisitors found and yeah, killed. I... And, and they were higher up, and they're really, like, they either fought them really well or something. Well, they're, like, well, they're trophies. The kid, though. They're, they're, I think it was just a trophy room. I don't know. If... So, like... Yeah, the kid thing was a little depressing. Because, like, it's weird because all these people, are not all of them, but most of them seems like to be in, like... A position like an action position like mm-hmm. so it's like, like they almost got frozen yeah like they almost got frozen and where they it were captured. Been cool if they would have they would have been in there but they're all been in carbonite right that would have been cool but then we probably wouldn't be able to see them as well then then obi-wan is like wakes them all up and they're all blind and run they're all blind can't see so they're all like can't me obi-wan kenobi <laughs> they're like kanan just doing everything blind oh um, that have been sick but so I think it's more of a trophy room for the Inquisitors. Yeah. At first, I'm like, is this like cloning stuff? Is this like a palp situation kind of thing? But I don't think so. So, but like, so when we first Maybe. see the the hallway, because we see it at the opposite from the perspective of the opposite end as Kenobi, he's all the way at the very end. And, mm-hmm. and so we see two. So like the person on the right, Myself included, like, and a lot of people initially thought it was Plo Koon. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought it was too for but, a second. But when you actually pause it and zoom in, it's it's not. Like, he has these weird, like, horns coming off the side of their head. Um, that's so good. It's, I it's thought not, we were going to see Plo Koon in there. But, but the guy opposite of him on the left looks like a black Jedi. I thought that looked like Bell from... Um, the High Republic books. <laughs> I know it's not. Oh dang! It looks it looks like him, but it's it's not him. But um, but then we see a variety of other Jedi. I think we see like three or four other ones, and they're all just in different attires. And there's like one guy that looks like I don't know, like. Winston Churchill with dreads, like I don't know, like so like some people are thinking like this is 
like what they were wearing when they were in hiding. So they're just kind of take that culture's attire. Um, Cause there's like two guys and then there's like the zoom up on the one girl and the one girl looked familiar. Like, yeah, I was not, not necessarily from, from like, Star Wars, but so like, from Star Wars, like know. the actress or whoever they used for that. Like, I don't know. Like they probably didn't use some famous actress to just be a frozen person. They just probably took a random person, but I don't know. Cause like you see this main level and then like above them, there's even more levels. Yeah. It's like double leveled. So there's probably yeah, that, hundreds of Jedi down here. Jedi does look like Plo Koon though for like a second, but I think his horns are a little too long. Yeah. So, but I'm so sad about master Tanube. Like he is a cool guy, old guy, but yeah. But even even the one on the left too, the with dreads, kinda almost like they could say that that was what's his name from the last episode. Kulan Voss. Yeah. yeah. Some people was, are saying just because of the hair, but it doesn't look like him at all because he has like the yellow lines on his face. Yeah, I was just like when I first saw him, like, oh, we're gonna see Kulan down here. Like that would have been super sad. But then if we would have, he would have like Kenobi would have stopped and stopped and like, like said something, but. I don't know. I think this is a super cool part of the episode. I just, I just want to see these people. Like I don't know, but no, I think it's cool and it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we technically know any of them. If any of thing, it's like besides the first one that he paused at for a long time, right? Because you know there's ten thousand Jedi at the time of Order sixty six. So yeah, like we see. You know what? Seven or eight of them killed in Order sixty six. So like, there's definitely all kinds of people that Jedi that got killed eventually. I was hoping that we were gonna see like Luminara because we know her mm-hmm. body is used in Rebels. Like, I still want. I'm still hoping she's still alive because I, I like Luminara even though she's kind of like the most heartless. But I, I liked her. It'd be cool to yeah. see her alive and still used to like lure Jedi, but. Who knows? Anyway, moving forward. So as he discovers this tomb, he uh, Leia is being about to be tortured, and she's screaming out for help. And he is able to hear and sense her cries, mm-hmm. and she calms or he calms to Layla and says, "I need a distraction, like right away." And so, um. When the third sister is about to push the button to torture, another officer comes in and says, I was told this cannot wait. Like, oh crap, what happened? And so she stops, doesn't torture Leia. Um, and then, so the third sister leaves to go to the, the, the conference room, and Layla is in there. I'm like, oh dang, like, why is she in here? And she tries to give a false lead that Mm -hmm. she's been working undercover trying to find the paths and learning more about them. And, you know, the third sister doesn't, at first she doesn't buy it. And then she's, then Leia's like, but I've been undercover. She's like, why don't you just admit that you're a spy? She's like, yeah, I am a spy. I'm a spy for the, the empire in undercover. Mm -hmm. And she almost, it almost looked like the third sister almost was convinced, but then ended up not believing her. But she says that, 
the path runs to Florum. And do you recognize Florum, Drew? That's mm. that's where Hondo and his goons oh, yeah. were based in. So I don't know. Oh, I know they're not going to go to Florum now because it was a fake lead. But Kenobi and Hondo were BFFs. Dude, that would have been cool if we saw Hondo live like, action. That there's there's profit to be made here by like rescuing Jedi. Like I don't know. It would have been cool. That would have um, been sick. But I don't know. Florm's just another deserty Scum. planet. So um another so, wannabe Tatooine. Yeah. So while this was happening, they're having this conversation, uh Kenobi shuts the lights off in the chamber, the torture chamber. And then there's two troopers in there, and he, in the dark, he turns his lightsaber on, kills one, turns it off. Dude, yeah, and the lighting was so good. Yeah, and then goes kills the other one. So it's like, why didn't he just, like, go up behind them and, like, turn it on and stab him once and then turn it off? Like, I don't understand why. Maybe he's, cool. just, he's just trying to practice. Yeah. Get back in the swing of things. <laughs> back oh, in the swing there of it is. things. Burr, burr, burr. Um, but... You know what will help you get to the swing of things in life? What's that, Drew? Our sponsor of today's episode. And who would that be? Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Oh, really? I actually have a button here that will play an ad for how you can get 15% off your first purchase. So we'll push that button. Let's take a listen. Before the third sister pushes hers. Oh, Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Gosh. Do it, do it, do it. Um, yes. So when you're trying to get back into swing of things, drink some Wesley Andrews coffee and tea. But unfortunately, Kobe Wan did not take a, a sip of coffee before he did this that we know of. No, that's not we know of. But he was still able to get get it done. He was able Maybe to save Maybe that's what Leia. the bank to tank is—just a giant vat of coffee. Possibly. So maybe is that the reason why uh, Vader is still all scarred up because he's like using like Folgers and that's that's not working. Yeah. Too well. <laughs> he's using the cheap stuff. The Empire's like, stingy on there. Like Palpatine doesn't want him to get fully healthy, so he buys a cheap coffee and puts yeah. it in the back to tank. <laughs> it would be hard to control him if he was fully healthy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, uh, let's see. And so 
yeah, so Kenobi takes Leia and they leave. And so then, so why does the, does the alarm goes off because Kenobi escaped with Leia, right? I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah, the alarm went off because that um, bot saw them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I, I was like, something's missing in my notes. So, yes. So, so the third sister is about to have Layla, um, like, take, she is taken away. Like, so she's disarmed. And then um, the third sister leaves. And then as, you know, this is happening, Kenobi gets caught with a secret droid. And then so the, she still has her comm. With, like, the, the troopers have the comm or whatever. And Kenobi's like, we've been caught. Like, da, da, da. And so then... Layla is able to like take on those two troopers by herself. Yeah. First, the first guy, she just kind of like smacked him on the face, and he's like, uh, uh, like all disoriented. I'm like, calm down, dude. Like, but then she like jacks up the, the second guy while the other guy is. Well, I mean, she's probably been trained. Okay, if I if you have a helmet on and I smack you across the face, my hands gonna hurt more than you. You're not gonna be like, uh, true, like, but maybe he gets a little rattled. I don't know. Maybe she's force sensitive and it was a force slap or something. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she was a, a Jedi this whole time. I don't know. That'd be I don't cool. Know. She's probably not. I think it'd be cool if she, this whole time, like she's keeping that a secret too that she's actually a Jedi. But that's probably not going to happen. But she kills those two troopers and she escapes. And then, um, this is where we see Kenobi using his saber. For the first time, like to deflect blaster shots, which was it was sloppy, but you could tell that he was getting better as it was going on, mm-hmm. remembering how to do it. It, it was, was warming better. up a little bit. Yep. And so I really liked how at one moment, where, like when he stopped a group, he did Obi Wan did his classic. You know, he spins spins the saber around in a circle. Like I don't know, that's just one of his classic things. Is this him spinning it? And getting into a pose. It's because it's a good trick, man. Yeah. Spinning is a good trick. Um, so I really like that. Um, and so then... Uh, third sister is approaching with... Or she's leading a group of troopers that has a purge trooper in it, which is cool. Because purge troopers are trained to deal with Jedi. Which is to purge but, the Jedi. Yes. And so it's like... I don't know. I was hoping that we were going to see some purge trooper action where, because they, a lot of them have like the staff, like the little electro staff thing. Yeah. Like, so I thought it would have been cool if Kenobi could have had some, you know, dueling practice against. Oh, a purge that would have been cool. Uh, I thought that was a, a missed opportunity where he could have, you know, got some swings in that were. Mm-hmm. When he deflected a bullet backwards and hit the guy, it was so dope. Yeah. Um, but so while this is happening, he's able to shut, you know, classic, you hit the control panel on a door, it lock mm-hmm. locks it. So he locks it, but then at this whole time, a uh, blaster shot hit the glass underwater. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to be shooting lasers. Like, under there. Come on. Why? You'd think that they would reinforce it where it could take more than a shot, like a single shot. It's the angle, man. I don't know, dude. 
I was like, come on, for all the money the Empire has and it's an underwater facility, you know, reinforce that glass a little bit more. Like, come on. But whatever. There's a hole in the glass. Leia points it out. And I noticed here that she called him Ben Mm -hmm. still. So I still don't think she knows this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, people think I'm wrong. I still think that she doesn't know that it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I'm just just guessing. But so at this moment, Tala arrives and because he's holding back the window from shattering in. Yep. And he's like, take her away, like get her to safety. And then th- at the time, the troopers at the closed door trying to get through and like one's like sticking their gun between the doors, like shooting them, like whatever. Um, and so then they get through and then he breaks the glass or allows the glass to break on multiple windows and it falls on them, which I didn't really understand why he had to break those other ones. He could have just let the one break, I thought. And it uh, yeah, I think it's because they were still too far away. So when he broke them all, like it was maybe soak them in quick, maybe. But I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird because he had to like turn, and like they could have shot him when he was turning, like to like break the glass. But it's whatever. So it worked out. Water f- comes in. And he runs. I thought it was funny because Tyler's like, run! Okay, well, what is he going to do? Just stand there? Of course he knows to run. So he yeah. runs. And she, I kind of panicked a little bit when she started to close the door before he got there. Like, I know yeah. she's trying to like make it close. But I was like, what if she actually didn't like too early and then he got stuck? would have just <laughs> breathed his thing. But yeah, then I don't know how they get out. Right. He would just swim out swim the window. Away. and <laughs> Go somewhere else. Um, but yeah, so they get to safety, um, and they grab a cloak for him to put on, which it was weird because I noticed throughout the episode, or not maybe throughout, but a couple of times throughout the episode, you see people wearing these cloaks. I was like, this is weird. I don't think I've ever seen these. I never noticed it until. Yeah. Like if you watch it the second time you watch it. You'll see these officer type people with these cloaks on. Oh, really? So it's like they set it up so that it wasn't just a random cloak that they picked up and put on. Like That's it was, good. it was consistent with what it you've was, seen in the episode. Yeah. Which I thought was, that was very smart to do. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's super funny. Like Leia is just how do you under- not get caught? Because well, because like she they put her between. Layla and Kenobi, so it's like they try to hide it a little bit, but it's I don't know. Yeah, there's the the hustle and bustle. The whole facility's getting locked down. Everyone's. I can see it. It's just like I don't know. It was. Funny. I don't know. It was funny. I guess maybe it's just to have a com- comedic part in the episode. Yeah, it was. It was fine. But I didn't hate um, it. I just you, thought it was like. Let me ask you this: Would you get? Would you buy the black series of? Of this, if of him wearing of a, a cloak a, with a ball, do you see like her ball foot? with like two feet coming yeah. out? Yeah, would so, you buy that yes. black series? Hundred percent. That'd be dope. Would you? Would you bring it to a con and have Vivian have sign it? <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Did it get her? Did it get her signature like at ten years old? Well, she's probably like eleven now. But get it, one of the early. She just had me? a birthday, like oh yeah, that's just true. Couple weeks ago, that's true. I remember seeing that. So she's probably like 11, I'm assuming. 
I think so. But I mean, yeah, why not? She has kid kid handwriting, so it's like so it's like a smiley face. It's probably better than my my kid uh, handwriting. Like, yeah, for sure. You can see, it's I don't definitely know if you can see. I got, I can't see really, but I have yeah, really. It's happy. definitely better than our handwriting. For my sure. handwriting is the same now as it was when I was in kindergarten. So <laughs> good lord. Yeah, it's not that great, but it gets the job done. But it's yes. all that matters. So they get to the landing area, tarmac area, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get to Layla's ship. And by this time, the third sister gets up there with a bunch of troopers and yells out, an old man and a little girl, you gave up everything for this, to condemn Layla. And Layla's like, I've never been part of the Empire. Like, I've never. this is who I am. I've never been evil, whatever she said. Yeah. So... Uh, they get surrounded by troopers, and it's like, what are you going to do? Like, even Kenobi in his prime wouldn't be able to take on all these troopers. Yeah. And so it's like, what's what's going to happen? And out of nowhere, some T-47 land, like, airspeeder things. Mm-hmm. Your, your favorite from Hoth. Snow speeders. Snow speeders. So they came in and they started attacking and shooting the facility or the landing pad. And that's where Kenobi and Layla are able to then blast, use their blasters and um, get further away from the third sister. Um, And so one of them, like, basically just, like, crash lands, basically, to get on there. Yeah, like, dude, how did it not break its landing? Right, so they the crappy landing on purpose because that's all you could do in the moment, and they jump on and they fly away. And as they're flying away, um, the other one comes in and starts shooting at the third sister to mm-hmm. stop her. And then, as she's as the first ship gets away, then that second one pilot named Wade gets able to fly away. Um, but then, and this is when we see the scene of the trailer when she's reflecting. Yeah. So I never would have thought that a airspeeder snow speeder thing would be in that scene shooting her. So, um, yes, that is that scene from the trailer. So now we're, I think that's everything in the trailers now. So these last two episodes, we're probably going in blind. I don't, I might go back and look at those trailers to see if there's anything else, but I think that's it for that from the trailers, but the fifth brother gets out and tells her to destroy that ship or yep. destroy them, which I thought it would have been better if he took that bomb and threw it himself. Like, I don't know. I thought it would have been better. Like, cause she screwed up in a sense. And so like he comes in and steps it's in. It's more like he doesn't, he's like in charge. Like he shouldn't be. The oh, one. I know, but. He's like, it should have been a thing like, or he has to fix it, so he's going to try and take out one ship. Um, but Wade gets hit by the explosive, and that's, in R. a R. Sense, sense, like the first death in the rebellion, in a sense. Even though they're not yeah. the rebellion, this is like, and I'm sure there's other like skirmishes all around the galaxy of fights and stuff, but like, this is one of the first like acts against the empire at a major facility that we know of that, that I can think of. And so 
that happens and they get away. Um, and so when they get away, you see the third sister standing there in a tarmac and then you hear the breathing Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Vader charging down a hallway, breathing. Dopest thing ever. And bro. he's like, he's so pissed, and he just grabs the third sister down, like in the it's in the conference room thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, force chokes her and pushes her at the same time. And this was probably okay. The Vader scene in Rogue One, like okay, this is the scariest we've ever seen Vader. This is intense. But like here, I don't know. This was this different. This was like, pretty badass. He doesn't this kill anyone. Cool. We don't see a saber, but but it's so intimidating. Like like him charging it. Like we've never heard that kind of angry voice from Vader yep. before. And and I love the camera angles on Vader. They were yeah, always was, pointing up to him. Yeah, like, they're down looking a, up to make him look bigger than he. Yep. Even he's always big, but I mean he is big. But like you know what I mean. He's like, like was he supposed to be like six six or something? Vader? Yeah. So. Because he has, they fix his legs or whatever. But. Yeah, so he's force choking the third sister, and she's able to squeak out, I let them go. And I, was, I thought it was really cool because you see him, like, with his hand, like, sideways, like, like force choking. And then after she says that, he thinks for a second, and then he rotates his hand open. Like... I don't know. I thought that was really cool how he changed positions with his hands to change what he's doing to her. So I thought that was cool. And then she says, I put a tracker on their ship. Yep. And we're like, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Any sense. Cause that trip, that trip tri- ship just showed up for them. So I was right. like, the whole time I thought she was bluffing just to like not die in this moment. And then if she was right. going to be scrambling to get to them. Yeah. Like to find them and maybe she was gonna go to that planet and stuff. So I was like Yeah. Yeah. And so she has the line. So when you listen to it again, her line is wherever he goes, it will follow. Which it's Leia, because Leia's mm-hmm. gonna have the droid. So Leia will follow Obi Wan wherever he goes. So yeah. If you go back, it makes a lot more sense what she says. But in the moment, you're like, you don't know what to believe her with. But so anyway, the airspeeder is able to then, you know, get to the the primary ship, which we do see on Jabim early in the episode, just sit, sitting down landed. We see this same ship. And so it, it's able to land inside this larger ship. Um, Roken goes to greet him, like, like with a smile on his face. It kind of reminded me of... Zeb in season four of was it season four? Yeah, season four of Rebels when Kanan dies, and they come back, and he's like, "Oh, cool, oh, cool yeah. they're back!" And he's like, smiling, waving, and they all come off all pissed, and then he realizes what happened. This happened. It kind of remind me of that, where he's mm-hmm. happy to see them, and he's like, "Where's Wade?" And they say nothing, and then that's when T- Tala says, "Looks like you're soldiers now." Yeah, and so. Um, which was a really sad but really impactful and a really good moment, I think. Yeah, and then after this, this is the most emotional part of the episode when mm-hmm. Kenobi and Leia, Leia, Leia are sitting next to each other. Is it? I've been calling her Leia this whole time. It's Tala. Gosh dang it! Right, it's Tala, right? 
Yeah, Tala. Dang it. Sorry, guys. I, sorry, I, I should have caught that. I was, I was, I was like, like, why are their names so similar? Yeah, I was like, sorry to our fans. Because <laughs> Layla was what Leia was her nickname. I was combining Layla, Lola, and Leia all together and making yeah. up with Layla. Oh, gosh, dang it. No, no. Layla was Leia's name in the last episode when they're hiding. No, that was Luma. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, all these L's. Good lord! Oh gosh! Luma's a cool name though. Luma? Yeah, like kind of reminds me of like space. Oh. Well, it is Star Wars, so. Sure. But anyway, Leia, Le- Le- Leia is puts her hand on Kenobi's Kenobi. hand. Oh. And then he opens up, he turns, rotates his hand and grabs her hand. And then Le- Leia pulls her hand closer to him. And then they just kind of look at each other. And I was like, dang. I was a little teary-eyed, like misty-eyed. It like, got I was you? Like, it got me, dude. Like, every episode's getting me. Dude, and this so, show's so good. It's just, like, I still have the theory that in A New Hope, Leia does not know that Ben Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi are the same person. I'm I'm still convinced of that. I'm still thinking that. But like it just adds to the story from Kenobi's perspective when he hears that message. Mm-hmm. Because he has all this history and he's so attached to her and like this is where he, and so he's more willing to help her because they have this attachment to each other. And so yeah. Oh, it got me. And then I mean, it makes sense because that's when they that because it was from her. That's when he decided to take Luke and like actually start doing something right for once. Right. So I don't know. I I really love this this relationship. I really love Leia in the series. So like this is like super emotional. And uh, and for me, it doesn't. I don't view it as like. Leia is like seeing Obi as like her dad figure. It's more like a grandpa feel like for me for some reason. Why can't I think more of as an uncle? Or an uncle, but uncles are sometimes creepy for people. You're an uncle and I'm an uncle. What are you talking about? I'm a lot of uncle, but still, I don't know. how many nieces and nephews do you have? Like nieces? 15? No. Whoa. I'm trying to count. <laughs> Nieces, I have. Because I have all the other nieces and nephews I have. Eight, eight nieces. I have s- seven all together. I have four, eight nieces. No, eight. And four plus two plus two. I have eight nephews that's eight. and one niece. Wait, who has the niece? Jonah. Why? Oh, I, I didn't know he had a dog. Yeah, he has a boy and a girl. Lucky. And they're like... I don't know, like what, eleven and nine? Dang, they're old. Yeah, dude. No, I have. What is it? Four and four, so eight nieces and and three, <laughs> three. So, so eleven. Yeah. Alright. So you know what it's like to be an uncle, but. Yes. Anyway, they're holding hands and they're just resting. And the camera pans down to Lola, the droid, and it turns on and 
a red light's two red lights blinking, and so that's when we realized that the tracker is in Lola, and so the Empire is going to be arriving on Jabim next episode. Fairly confident, and it's like, mm-hmm. when is uh Qui Gon Jin gonna show up with his voice? Like, because this is the first, is this the first episode he. He didn't, didn't call for him. He didn't, uh, you know, call out to Qui Gon. So mm-hmm. that's interesting that he didn't. And that's it. Wasn't maybe being the flashes at all's beginning? Maybe I don't know. Let's go back. Maybe he kind of like. I'm trying to think. Maybe it was like in the back to tank. You could hear him. Maybe. Maybe and or maybe just before he gets in like those flashes that he was having. I don't know. Yeah. I have to go back, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. So I think this might, it's pretty close to at least my second favorite episode, maybe my first. Last episode was still really good, but. Yeah, I like the last episode. I love the Vader in this episode too, though. They're both really good. They're both in my top. Definitely not deserving the hate that people are giving it for sure. I don't know what's wrong with people. I should go watch my friends break down and see. Oh, cool. Well, I'm talking about my friends. The other guy that thinks Wrecker is a uh, is inside is of the <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, um, there's the funny thing is people from the original trailer thought it was Rex. Rex, because <laughs> of his armor. Uh, whatever. I mean, people people think what they want to think, but yeah. Overall, yeah. I really enjoyed this episode too. Yeah. So, Ready? how many? How many uh, secret droids out of ten? <laughs> secret droids out of ten would you say this episode is? Uh, I would give it a solid nine point two. A nine point two. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I know episodes one and three were tens. Yeah. And I think this one's at least second or the best. So I, I give it a ten also. So, like so far, so far this show this is. is- Glowing. 37 out of 40 for me right now. And 37, you know 38 out of 40. Blowing. Blowing. Up. Amazingly blowing up Boba Fett's show. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least until episode five. Some people were hoping that when he was in the back to tank, he was going to have the flashbacks. Like, Oh, I was too. But then I was like, I don't want it to be so redundant. I I'm still hoping that we'll get Black Cassantin at some point. Uh, but I, don't know. I don't think so at this point. I still think we could get Quinlan Voss. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up next episode. That'd be since cool. he goes uses the path on a regular basis. Um I but other than that, I don't I don't feel like we're gonna get any more cameos or anything. Well, other than Qui Gon Jinn, if he we're assuming he's gonna show up through mm-hmm. the voice. But like I don't, bro. I don't know, dude. And we still got to see Anakin, like with yeah. his helmet off. Like we got to see, we got to see Hayden as Hayden. Like we got to hear his voice. Like that's, cause like, like we haven't heard, other than at the end of Return of the Jedi, we haven't heard Vader without his helmet off talk. So like, you think we'll get Maul? Oh gosh, stop, stop, stop. But it'd be cool to see, like, what 
I know. Okay, we we have to get Hayden Christensen's voice acting. Like it just has to happen. So I wonder, like, what you know direction he's going to take. Is he going to try and be sound like prequel Anakin, or is he going to make it more raspy? Because like, yeah, his voice now, his normal voice now is way different than it was in the prequels. Yeah, he's like can't even recognize his voice. So like he could just use his normal voice and it'd be like, sound like something different. So, mm-hmm. but two, only two more episodes unless Kenobi or Ewan McGregor's tease of episode seven, eight, nine is more, but who knows? Yeah. So any other thoughts before we transition over to voicemails, Drew? Nope. I'm just excited for next week. Um, yeah. we weren't left in, I, I guess we kind of were still left in a little cliffhanger well, moment. A, a show like this, every episode has a cliffhanger on it. So, but yeah. I liked it. It wasn't a waste of time. All right. So let's transition over to voicemail time. It's voicemail time. All right. So, we have five voicemails tonight. So, let's continue on with Jedi Master's dad jokes. Oh, so let's listen go. to this one. Hey, Empire Radio. Jedi Master here again with another dad joke. I know you liked one last week, so here it is. Here's another one. I've just written a book about falling down a staircase. It's a step-by-step guide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. uh, the best. <laughs> that was amazing. All right. So, yep. Definitely a, a stair joke. Step by step. Ha ha ha. Step what? by step. You remember that show? Step by step? A little bit, yeah. Back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That was a throwback. So now we have two voicemails from Lucy. And both of these are bangers. So, All right. So let's, let's listen to this first one from Lucy. Hi, everyone. Lucy here. And to be straight to the point, I might have met Debut Twist at Star Wars Celebration. I didn't get a name, but I spoke briefly with another Empire Radio fan in the standby line for the making of the audiobook panel. It might have been a different person, but if that was him, this is VCU-level crazy. The view <laughs> twist, crazy. if you remember a girl saying something about Empire Radio in front of you in that standby line, and you responding that it's a good podcast, that was me. Unfortunately, I missed a major opportunity at Celebration. I saw someone cosplaying as Thrawn, and it was only after we left that I realized I should have asked to take a photo with him and organize a scene from one of my voicemails. I could have sent that Aww. in as a VCU art submission. <sighs> One of my favorite panels I went to was that making of the audiobook one, because I am obsessed with the audiobooks and audio dramas, as you could probably tell from my VCU voicemails, and I got to see Mark Thompson, the incredible narrator of a lot of the books. Let me That's know what cool. W-Twist says, and may the force be with you. All right. So, I reached out to Devue Twist on Discord and asked him, mm-hmm. and... It was not debut twist that oh. you met Lucy. <laughs> Sorry. So we now know that a third Empire Radio fan at least was at Star Wars Celebration. So whoever you are, if you're listening and you met Lucy in that standby line for the audiobook panel, 
Mm-hmm. Who are you? Send in your own voicemail. Say, hey, it was me. We want to hear from you, mystery person. Yeah. Mystery. That's that's cool that two random fans met each other at Star Wars Celebrity. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love to hear that. That's awesome. That's dope. So, all right. Now, this next one from Lucy. I'm excited for this one. So, let's take a listen. Hi again. Lucy here. And there's been a development recently. I started my own podcast a few weeks ago called For Light and Life, and I'm not saying this because I want to steal your fans or be rival podcasts. Far from it. I wanted to thank you for being so inspiring and helping me share my voice. And I can't believe how far I've come from my first voicemail 16 months ago. My voice was super (laughs) young-sounding. I was so self-conscious, and I just really wanted these super cool podcasters to hear me and know that I existed. And that was such a big deal for me. And I say with full confidence that I would not be where I am today without you guys. And if I could build a community with my podcast that is a fraction of what you've got now, that is all I need. You have always been and will continue to be my podcasting role model. Thank you so, so much. May the force be with you. All right. That's pretty cool. Go check so that her, out, guys. Her podcast is for Life and Light, which is the saying from the High Republic books. Mm-hmm. And so I actually looked up her podcast. She has like a little intro one and then two actual episodes. And she I listened to both. Wow. I listened to both of them because wow. they're, they're, they're short. They're like, one's like, 11 minutes and the other one's like 15 minutes or something like that. Oh, so, okay. so one, we get a, a deeper dive into her star Wars story. Um, Cause we got a little bit of that in some voicemails that we've had from mm-hmm. her, but she kind of gives a full breakdown of that where she gives plenty of shout outs to us. But then her second episode is a fan fiction that she wrote. It was like a, like a scene that took place like right after Ahsoka left the Jedi order like right after season five of Clone Wars, of, mm-hmm. <clears throat> of Anakin telling Padme that she left. And it's really good. Oh, so it's, wow. It's, That's it's cool. A, it's amazing. So, so yeah, Lucy, you, you guys go, go check out For Life, For Light and Life um, on Spotify, yeah, Spotify, I, that's where I listen to it. And then I think it's also on iTunes. She uses Anchor oh, as well. well there so, you go. And guess what? I was the first person I sent in a voicemail to her. <laughs> oh, nice. There so, because she, she asked in her uh, podcast to send in voicemails too. So, I sent in, assumingly, her first voicemail. And so, um, Lucy, you have our Lucy, full. Lucy, I'm following it right now. There you go. You have evidence. Yep. So, I we you have our full support. Over here at Empire Radio, you're going to be yes. like our little, our little sister podcast in a sense. True. And so if you ever need any help with that or any ideas, don't yeah, be afraid for sure. to reach if you, out. If you need any help on how to get off the ground or any tips, let us know. Yeah. If you maybe maybe collab. you should, should like, oh, true, that Ooh. for sure. Lucy, or, you want to collab? Um, mm. But uh, yes, so we're very happy for you, yep. uh, Lucy. Um, we know you're gonna bring your own special twist to we, you know, what? Star Wars stuff. Well, Lucy's gonna hear this, but we should maybe reach out to Andrew. Maybe he can do like a cool intro for her. Funny thing is, 
she wrote her own music. <laughs> oh well, never mind then. Go ahead. I, th- I, I think she did. <laughs> Do your it's, thing. It's like uh, never mind. Because she said in, in her, one of her in her like Star Wars story thing, she kind of gave a description of herself, and she says that she's plays piano, and the intro music is like a piano thing with oh. like it's, a, it's like an Ahsoka variation of hers. Never name. mind. So I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure, but I think Lucy wrote her own intro music for her podcast so like her podcast is already like better than us almost like she's well, already and, and lucy just so you so you know everyone in the current chat is already spamming that they're already going to follow you and you already have we're already boosting your followership so yeah don't worry and if, if she overcomes us like more listens than us like i guess we'll have to send her voicemails so we get them back <laughs> <laughs> every week what is voicemails like hey yes. don't forget about us little guys over here <laughs> yeah so congratulations lucy you're gonna do a great job with that for sure um but we might as well you, know just... what, you should um uh, maybe just uh post that too in the discord so that yeah i was know. gonna wait till after yeah for sure tonight's episode to tell people but um yeah all right so next up a voicemail from Retta from the Discord. Hey, Empire Radio. This is Retta from the Discord. Um, just calling in. Hopefully this is not too late to be included on the episode for June 8th. Um, I really, personally, I really loved this episode of Obi-Wan. Um, I know there are some people in the Discord who weren't a huge fan of it, which is totally allowed. But personally, I really loved it. Um, I really loved Leia's character development, how strong of a character she is, even at age 10. And just how well it flows into her character in the original trilogy. Um, Since Will had a passive-aggressive comment last week about nobody else leaving random questions, I figured I would call in with a random question. Uh, Outside of the Star Wars universe, do you have a favorite Disney character? Um, So just any Disney character that's your favorite that's not in the Star Wars universe. Um, Mine is Elsa from Frozen. And I have my own reasons for that. So thanks for all you guys do. Let have a great go. rest of your day. May the force be with you. And you. All right. Well, that's a hard question because there's that's so Disney, hard Disney owns count. like everything. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, Marvel I don't know. Can we just say Spider-Man? So, and just so yeah. So Marvel, Pixar, all the let's, other let, Okay. Let's say not Marvel, but like cartoon, like stuff. cartoon stuff that we used to watch as kids. What's your favorite Disney character outside oh, of Marvel? That's hard. It's like, so hard, bro. And it's like, hey, I don't fine, even know. fine. Let's narrow it down even smarter. What's your favorite Disney princess? I don't even know. I don't ever watch any of those. How dare you? I, you okay, I watch like the only one that can. So like I've seen like Beauty and the Beast. That's like the only. I, I've never seen Cinderella. Like, yeah, I've never Belle. Seen... You've never seen Cinderella. What is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird now to go back and watch like, Cinderella. Is, <laughs> is Mulan considered a Disney princess? Yes. So like, I've seen Mulan. Um, what other Disney princesses are there? Did you see uh, Frozen? Yeah. Those are both princesses. That's okay, but like what about like other cartoon ones, like like the two D ones from the nineties? Uh, oh yeah, oh, and you White, Snow White. Sleeping I guess not Beauty. from the nineties, older than that. But Sleeping Beauty. Did you know for like a really long time, I thought Snow White and Sleeping Beauty were the same person. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, did you know for a very long time you had a crush on Sleeping Beauty? Because no, 
your boy did. <laughs> but really, yeah, that was like the first VHS movie I remember that I begged <laughs> my, to get, and I got it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, I guess the most one I'm most familiar with is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. So I'll go with her. Okay. Mine would be Mulan. Not the live action, obviously, but yeah. You already know how I feel about. Yeah, I know. I don't want to get into it. But, hot uh, take, everyone! If you haven't heard, take. live action Mulan is better than the animated Mulan. The worst take of all time, but anyway. Because in the live action Mulan, she actually defeats the bad guy on her own. Where in the old original one, she needs help from a male dragon to kill the bad guy. So really strong independent woman <laughs> okay. in live action but not so much in in the original but that's a whole and there's other reasons but anyway um so i'll go with bell but i don't know like i don't know maybe like a toy toy story character too yeah like woody or buzz woody or buzz um or Hank. i don't yeah. know okay so what is the? There's definitely like a Disney movie that I go gravitate towards a lot. But right now, honestly, all I can think about is Toy Story because my son literally loves that so much. It's the only thing that can keep him to stop running around the house or crawling around the house, I should say. But I don't know. I've seen know. Toy Story one, two, like literally on repeat for the last three weeks. I'm kind of over it, but. Why don't you put the third one in? Because the third one's depressing, bro. Oh, gosh. The third one is sad. And Stephanie, okay, we watched it the other day, right? And Stephanie started crying at the end of that one. And she's like, we cannot let Miles watch it now until he is old enough to understand why that one is sad. So she wants to wait. So she wants him to watch the first two ones to the point where he, like, knows about it and then watch it and then we watched the fourth one the fourth one's so bad bro really? so you didn't like the fourth one i didn't like the fact that woody loses his voice box it bothers me nah. it bothers but, me have you seen the uh the edit of the third movie where a guy takes the movie and you know when mm-hmm. they're going into like the the flame thing and he, cut, he cuts it there and puts it right to the the uh, credits mm-hmm. and then shows his mom the movie for the first time. Oh, heck no. So she watches it and she thinks, thinks that they go all... into the fire and it's over. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you oh, can see geez. that on YouTube. Like just some, he just filmed his mom's reaction. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But yeah, I don't know, it's super funny. Toy Story, Ratatouille is really fun. I like that movie. Um, it's kind of gross too. It like grosses my wife out. So I like to watch it in front of her sometimes just when all the mice like spread out like crazy. She I've gets, only like, seen that movie once. Like a lot of these movies I've only seen. Dude, they're like, you can, they're all on you. Like, on I Disney know, but Plus, it's, just, it's just boring watching movies by myself. Oh, it's, that's fair. It's kind of boring. I don't know. You need a dog to watch them with. <laughs> and Ooh. So Cody, who sometimes sends in voicemails, he's mm-hmm. in the discord. And he He's has a dog. Oh, he has a Great Dane puppy, like a, <gasps> the Merle color, which is the gray <gasps> with the dark gray spots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said that in a couple of years they might breed. 
Ooh. I was like, I got dibs on a male Merle. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. So maybe in a couple of years, I'll Cody will sell me a. Yeah, I might have to. Maybe we can both have brothers. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I always want Great Dane too. That's like my my number one dog that I want. Dang. That'd be cool. Cody, we small. need we need we need two brothers. We need two. Two brothers. <laughs> Empire um, Radio. Yep. So he says his his dog, his Great Dane female puppy is Empire Radio's mascot. So. Oh. Okay. Sounds like a deal. No. We gotta get a get a bandana with like the logo on it that he can Dude, like tie it on yeah. the neck. We had them. <laughs> the bandana dog bandana? Yes, we did. They were there? Oh, I didn't yes. even remember. It was up for like two days. And then yeah. Anyway, so, let's listen weekend. to this last yeah. voicemail. Voicemail from Will. Oh, Will. Will's like in the chat patiently waiting to hear his voice. Yep. All right, let's take a listen. Hey Empire Radio. Will here. I uh just got back home from picking up a, a good old prescription. Uh, it it took like about an hour. Not really sure why, but this prompted me for my my question today. What was the longest you have waited or cared to wait for something? Like I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I can't think of any examples <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So, that's Drew. a hard question. So like, like waiting in line, like waiting for something, like in person. Yeah, waiting in queue. So like, there's stuff I get, like an amusement park, like yeah, like for like a roller like coaster. Freaking, uh, what's that? What? The Scalibur at whatever it's called it's always takes so long. You mean, you mean the wild thing? No, the Scalibur, I think. The crappy... You don't like that? I love that ride, bro. Dude, that's like some janky, like, wood. Dude, it's so it's like fun. 50-foot drop. and it's like so dope. There's a spot there that if you have your hands up, Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose your hands. You know that bar that goes by. Yeah, it's, it's I'm surprised. Amazing, <laughs> I'm surprised no one has lost both their arms on that coaster. But I don't know. I haven't been to any like real amusement parks. Valley Fairs is lame. Like, I think it's because we've been there too much. When's no, the last because time the been rides. It's been like ten over ten years. But like, oh god. But like the rides are not like these giant rides that you have like at Six Flags and Bush Gardens yeah. and Universal Studios. Like it's just you have the wild thing, oh, which yeah. is like what a two hundred foot drop. That's it. Wild thing's fun. Then you have Steel Venom. Venom. Steel Venom. Is yep. that what's called? Mm-hmm. Like that one's fun. That's like the best one, but it's super short. It's not like, that and basic. Big. And I don't know. I don't know why, but I would always like for some reason in my mind, I thought you would be one of those people that like are afraid of rides and like would not go. No, I if I could, I'd go to like Six Flags and all those places. And I didn't know that. That's cool. We should do I'd, that one I'd, day. I'd pay for the fast pass to get to the front of the line. <laughs> so you should definitely go to Universal then, bro. Oh, that's you know, like the rides at Universal are amazing. I know they are. I've I see stuff i used Bro. to like watch like wow this know, is like a side stuff. of jeremiah i've never knew well how would you know when we don't have any 
good rides in Minnesota. Like, well, I know, but we could make a trip to Disney and do I this. Think, I think the last time I went to Valley Fair was probably between my freshman and sophomore year of college. So that would have been like summer 2009. I think that was the like last time I went. I think the last time I went was like a few years ago, like four or five years ago. I remember, okay, I have a fun Valley Fair story, actually. So uh, no one knows this. I think you know this, but I have a fake tooth. Yeah. And <laughs> and Jeremiah does too, but mine comes out if I wanted to. But I'm not gonna show you guys, so don't ask in the comments or anything. But <laughs> at Valley Fair, I was on the wild thing, and I put my hands up and I yelled super loud, and it got loose, and it came out. And I tried to catch it, and I did catch it. So for like three weeks, I had no fake tooth because it fell out on the roller coaster. So ever since then, anytime I ride roller coasters or rides, I always keep my mouth shut. No, my arms up because I'm not gonna lose my tooth again. Uh, That's funny. Have you ever been to the SpongeBob ride in uh, the Moy? No, that ride's fun. The last time I went to, I guess, what is it called now? Nickelodeon Universe. Verse. Um, that would have been like my freshman year of college. Like, but when's the last time you've been in the mall? In the mall. Yeah. Uh, maybe a year or two after that. Maybe it's once. I I haven't been there in over ten years. Dude, I went there like two days ago. You go there all the time. Like, I go there like once a week at least. At least, I think Steph's been there like two times this week. Jeremiah, anyway. we should go one day and vlog and just go on the roller coaster. That'd be fun. Cause Maybe. that one, it does a full upside down loop, and you like almost touch the ceiling. Like it's so dope. It's super mm-hmm. short, like it's thirty second ride, but it's super dope. But anyways, back to Will's question. So these, these voicemails are right like, waiting in line for rides. That can be like half hour, forty five minutes, dude. Maybe sometimes like an hour, like two longer. hours, bro. So there's that. Okay, I know. I know the longest time that I can recently remember. So. When I went to Universal, like two two years ago now, something like that, we were in line for Hagrid's ride, which is super dope, Jeremiah. You would love it now that I know you like rides because it's like a motor. It's Hagrid's motorcycle. Yeah. So you're like on the motorcycle, and then like you have you can ride with someone, and they're is that like the buggy. VR one kind of? No, it's not. It's like a it's a legit oh. wood roller coaster, but you're like on a okay. motorcycle. It's super cool. And then it goes in like, there's one part where you drop, like you literally just drop your motorcycle just falls into the ground and then you go back. It's super, it's like the coolest ride I've ever been on for a roller coaster. But anyways, we were in line for it for four hours. What? And then we got up to the end of it and then, uh, it was shut down. So it was super annoying. And my wife, if you guys don't know, she looks super nice and like <laughs> super chill, but she, if she, you get on her bad side, it's game over. Well, she <laughs> universal was on her bad side at that point. Cause we waited four hours for this ride and it kept like pausing it because of rain. And then it was like, Oh, there's your why. problem there. But, but then we got up to it and it was like, it broke. 
So like, oh, we shutting down for the day. And so we were like literally next and they wouldn't bring it. So Steph got super pissed. She goes up to like the, the help thing. I'm like, no, girl, you're fine. It's whatever. It's and she's like, No, we wasted four hours, blah, blah, blah. So then she complained and she's like, No, you guys are giving me a full refund or a full day pass no questions asked whenever I want. And there she's like, well, we can't give you a refund, but we can give you a full pass. So she gave our whole family full passes. What? And, we went, and we went two days later, right again. It was amazing. Oh gosh. So anyway, so yeah, if you want free stuff, just ask my wife. She'll okay. She's, she's scary, bro. Cause she's so small. <laughs> cool. Um, but so, so rides. Yes, definitely. Long yes. for that. But then like sometimes, like Chipotle, when it's a long line, you're in line for a half hour for that. Dude, Chipotle. They should have, they should have never done online orders Dude, at Chipotle. It's, oh, it's like longer now because it's like you have the full line, plus they have to make the whole line of orders. Well, and we started on the. The, the online stuff, dude, like even like Starbucks takes forever because then they're like doing onlines and then drive through. It's just so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it for waiting. Yeah. I've never had to wait an hour for a prescription at a pharmacy. I guess the longest I've always wait though is going to on a plane. You always get there like two hours early just to right. make sure, but then you're you don't actually need that. You have to wait there for you get in you and out wait for in like through the line through like fifteen minutes and you, yeah. Dude, like I said, the fastest one was when I went recently to ICCC coming back from North Carolina and their security check was literally having a dog walk around you and smell you for drugs so that I got passed and I didn't even it was the dumbest, best <laughs> fastest checkpoint for an airport ever in my life. And they even had to take my shoes off. Nothing out of the bads. It was awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Will. Yeah. Um, sorry it took so long for you to get your prescription, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just uh, go through our socials and we can get out of here. So if you are looking to connect with us past this listening, there is a link in the description of wherever you're listening to this, but it is the links.co slash Empire Radio. Links is spelled with two I's, and that is a landing page to everything. Facebook, Instagram, a link for our Discord, our YouTube, YouTube. Uh, nerdy.com podcast network, which we are a part of. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, um, there is a link for the VCU illustration project, which I need everyone's help with. I have like 90-some mm-hmm. voicemails I need to illustrate. And if you can draw, paint, digital art, anything, make it and send it. There's all the instructions and all the information you need is in that link um, and how you can listen to those voicemails and everything. So we need that help because it's going to be a great project once it's all put together. But I can't put together until everyone sends in stuff. So, Um, yeah, so two more weeks left of Kenobi and then we'll be done until... Andor. So. It's crazy, man. I feel like it's flying by. And Andor and Bad Batch, it's going to be good. I'm super excited. Um, yeah. One more shout out for Lucy. Go check out her yep. podcast for Life and Life. Light and, and Life. Yes. I gotta get the, I'll get that right. Yeah, one. I. so when I sent her the voicemail, 
Mm-hmm. I said it wrong. Back, I said it backwards, and I had I had to redo it like multiple times. And the one time I got it, I did it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was happy with what I sent. So I think you can listen to the preview of it to make sure it sounds good. I mm-hmm. accidentally double clicked. I double clicked, so like I couldn't. I recorded it, stopped it, and then it sent right away, so I couldn't listen to it. So I hope it sounded fine, but I was That's like, funny. crap. I should send I can do one about too. It. But. Yes, but yeah, well, so yeah, go check her, her out, give her support. I know you guys love her VCU, and clearly she's doing other cool fan fiction stuff over there as well. And like Jeremiah said, there's smaller podcasts, so you don't have to like wait and listen if you want quick podcast being. Yeah, short form is the key right now, as we just got done wrapping a two hour podcast. Yourself, yeah, but. But yeah, I can't wait. Go check out all our socials too. Go check out, um, go watch this episode with me on YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. That's everything, Drew. Next week. All righty. So you've been listening to another Kenobi Tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.